Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. This program offers discussion and information on experiences of chronic and invisible illnesses. It should not be used for medical advice or as an alternative to advice from medical professionals. Hi, you're tuned in to Chronically Chilled. My name is Mario. Today I've got Maurice with me. How are you going, Maurice? I'm good, thanks, Mario. How are you? Yeah, I'm going all right. Um, before we get going, I just want to acknowledge the people of the Kulin Nations whose land we broadcast from today. Um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about anxiety and I guess the intersection of physical and mental illness. Um, and we were kind of trying to figure out how to, to begin talking about this because it's such a big topic and there's a lot in it. So Maurice is going to share something very kindly. Yeah, so this is this is a really massive breakthrough for me, being able to contribute something uh, live on air, especially because I'm working through some things at the moment regarding the whole anxiety and living with a chronic illness. Um, so I'm going to read something out that I've penned in my journal and then we can perhaps you know kind of dialogue about it uh, uh, what it brings up Mm. okay I'm trying to remember a time if I was ever the glass is half full kind of person perhaps I was in my youth when I didn't have the worries of a financial burden unhealthy relationships or sickness now that glass is not only half empty but the glass is cracking and breaking. Living with a chronic illness, let alone an invisible one, has me unhinged. I want to scream. I want to yell out my frustration and screech and sob how unfair this happened to me. This insidious veil of anxiety has woven itself intricately into my life. And now it's made a comfy home in my world. There are days that after leaving the front door, I want to turn around and not leave the apartment. I've already lost six spoons just getting ready. I can't walk to the tram stop. My face all flushed and sweaty and having a sprightly 60-year-old pass me by. I'm even anxious writing this now, letting people know of my anxiety. Are they going to see me as weak or less than or crazy? That constant low level of anxiety is the creature that growls all day long. Um, thank you so much for sharing that, Maurice. I know that's a huge thing for you to do, but it really sets up the topic really well, just around what we're going to be talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. At the end, you talked about that low level of anxiety, and I think some of that sometimes gets missed or is invisible the way in some ways because the focus is so much on the physical side of things. Mm. Um, Even the medical kind of system and doctors don't respond to the mental health kind of things in a good way all the time, I think. Mm. Um, So that low level of anxiety is actually really normal 
for all of us who have chronic illness, mm. but it kind of doesn't get talked about as much. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm finding that that it you know that last line, the creature that growls all day mm. long, it's there every day, all day long. Even on a good day where I feel I have a lot of energy or I'm, you know, participating in, in things or having lunch with friends or at work, it's it's almost like, a, a, as I said, it's intricately woven. It's like it's part of my DNA now to feel anxious um, about, oh, okay, I might feel all right now, but am I going to feel like... Mm. I'm gonna feel like crap later, mm. you know. And and on a day where I feel awful, that low level anxiety turns straight to high anxiety, and it it's not just growling; it's screeching. Um, I remember on one of our first shows, we were both kind of in a pretty good place at the time. <laughs> and I remember on the show, I think we actually said that there's actually anxiety in being well, because it's this thing of like, okay, I'm going all right at the moment, but I don't want it to get kind of bad again. So mm. there's anxiety around trying to stay well as well. And, you know, it's not just when we're feeling kind of really bad or when we're feeling unwell. I, that's kind of, for me, it's just, it's always around. Mm. And for me, like, because I was born with an illness, I was trying to think of how to describe it. But, you know, those boxes that um, has got like fragile written on it. <laughs> yes. So I feel like um, the best way to describe it is I was, giving one, I was given one of those at birth and I was kind of told that I need to keep it safe because it was fragile and kind of um, people around me were also anxious about, mm. you know, wanting to see me stay well and not get sick and stuff. So I've kind of been carrying this box around with me all my life mm. And at the moment, the kind of sticky tapes kind of come off a bit and it's a bit wobbly and all that stuff. But if you think about kind of picking up a box like that, there's anxiety around making sure it doesn't break. Mm. And I think that's kind of been my experience of that low-level anxiety kind of always being there. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, well, yeah, sorry. I, I certainly feel that, um, I guess, interacting, you know, with with people like for me it's not only a it it's certainly come up as a, a physical impairment like I my face gets flushed and and sweaty and so uh, if I feel anxious I'm I tend to sweat more and then if I'm in front of people I am just constantly in this mm. hamster wheel of I'm sweating because I'm anxious and they're looking at me why is she sweating mm. because we're just having a normal conversation uh, and you know that hamster wheel and my heart rate is going up and you know I have to excuse myself and go to the bathroom and mm. calm myself down and you know I'm talking to myself in a toilet cubicle going what is wrong with you you're okay you're fine and then coming out and going oh yeah sorry it's just you know you know, I play it down or I have yeah. to kind of make excuses. And it's because as much as people talk about mental illness, it's not something that you can really have at you know, sitting over your lunch break and go, oh, I actually have anxiety, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, it, it, is such, it is such a weird thing mm -hmm. to say to co-workers, I, I feel anxious. 
you know? It's it's even more weird because I think everybody is more anxious now than what they were before. I think regardless of whether you've got chronic illness or what's happening, I think the community at large is actually more anxious than in the past. Um, I speak to a lot of young people and I know like young people, like it's one of the biggest issues for young people is around managing anxiety. So it's this really weird thing of every, a lot of people are feeling it and there's kind of been this increase in the community yet it's still silent. Mm. Um, which kind of creates more anxiety because you feel like you're alone in trying to manage the whole thing. <laughs> Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. I think over the last maybe three or four months, it's something that I've kind of been kind of working through that kind of push-pull of, you know, wanting to reach out to people and say, hey, I'm at this kind of stage and I need help. But almost pushing them away and disassociating mm. yourself and, you know, uh, isolating yourself, being you know, being agoraphobic yeah. or you know, not communicative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've kind of been in that kind of stage and feeling really vulnerable, chasing my chasing my tail in in that state of, you know, wanting to reach out for help. And yes, I am mm-hmm. obviously getting external support, which is great. Um, but pu- pushing people away who I know would really help me. Yeah. So yeah, it it it's that the the anxiety again of not allowing people to know that you're anxious. <laughs> yeah. So there is there's there's just so much layers to it, isn't there? So um, it's not just the anxiety of having a chronic illness, which is a really uncertain thing. Having a chronic illness, which you know, like of course there's going to be anxiety around it, right? But then you've got all these other things on top of it, like. Um, for me, like if I've got a big day, I get anxious about going to sleep because I know if I don't sleep well, then that day is going to be a nightmare for me. So there's even worry and anxiety about going to sleep that night and making sure I have enough sleep. And then there's anxiety around maintaining work and there's an anxiety around financial pressures that, you know, people who have chronic illness or disability, we know that the earning capacity is much mm-hmm. less, you know, for us. So you know, there's anxiety around that and there's anxiety around, even sometimes for me, it's around containing other people around me who are also anxious because anxiety is really contagious. Mm. So it's easy to catch and stuff like that. Mm. So there's just multiple layers of it, yeah, um, which I don't think I've ever been asked by a doctor, actually, now that I think of it. I don't think a doctor's ever asked mm. or whatever. And I've got a great medical team and I, I find them really supportive, but... Nobody's ever kind of come to me and talked about the mental health side of things around me managing my physical illness. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I um, I guess I've had a little bit of a, a a different care plan in terms of that. I think because I was always able to identify, you know, saying to my GP who I was, you know, very comfortable with that, you know, I I am feeling like this um and i was able to kind of get the support that i was able but i i shut out everybody else it was very i i guess i compartmentalized everything else like for my dealings with that is that oh i'm getting help so i don't need to reach out to anybody else and let them know what's going on because i'm doing my own thing here and i felt that i was 
on track, whereas mm. I kind of now see the unraveling of that is that, you know, it's it's not only just being able to identify and grab the support when, when you need it, that's tick number one done, mm. but being able to then, I guess, filter that out to all the other aspects of, of your life and being, I mean, sometimes it may not be possible you may not be able to share that with your colleagues and workplace etc but uh, that your inner circle um, and that's where where I'm at at this stage of being able to just tell the inner circle yeah I'm feeling like this Um, and I I mean I you you and I have had a conversation Mm -hmm. where it is a little bit hard to ask for help when Mm -hmm. you're so insular Um, and it's sometimes really hard to figure out what I'm needing help with so I don't know sometimes if it's my illness that's causing the issue or whether it's kind of my anxiety and my, you know, all that kind of stuff. So sometimes all the symptoms kind of start merging into one and feel the same. And yeah, I kind of, I used to get really angry at this, but now I kind of just laugh around people just saying, just be positive. Like it's always possible and, you know, things like that. Um um, we're just going to take a break just for a minute and then um, we'll come back and continue the conversation. Want to support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Donate now by calling 9419 8377 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. Welcome back to Chronically Chilled. You can listen to us um, on the 855am band um, on digital and on the website, which is 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the intersection, I guess, of mental and physical health and in particular kind of anxiety and how anxiety kind of plays out for us. So, Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying to Mario that could we re-record, could we... Um, change what I wanted to say because I, I was feeling incredibly anxious about sharing my story. It, it is something that I'm kind of coming to grips with sharing that anxiety because not only did I have to face having a chronic illness, which has kind of set me back behind the eight ball, I feel like you know, multiple times behind the eight ball, but now the creature that growls, I'm going to call it. Um, that <laughs> It's so lovely. It's, yeah, it's such, so well put. Uh, well, the creature that growls all day long is, you know, is making me anxious about sharing that story, even though I know it's an important aspect in being able to share it. It's the actual fact of sharing uh, is making me anxious because it, it's about being vulnerable mm-hmm. and, being vulnerable exposes you to, you know, either ridicule. It can, I mean, I, I know that there's potentially growth in that vulnerability and I, I, my brain knows that, but I guess the line between my brain knowing and the, I don't know, ecstatic bliss of where that goes is, is far between and I, I feel really exposed right now Mm. in sharing so yeah the anxiety factor is on high yeah 
And it just makes you question everything as well. Like, did I do the right thing? Did it turn out all right? Like that conversation you just had about, did that sound good? Because I'm not sure I got it right. Mm. Like, you know, it makes you kind of question um, a lot of things. Um, and it kind of mirrors the way that, um, for me anyway, sharing my story about my physical illness, it very much mirrors itself in terms of the sh the kind of worry about how people might respond to it is, is the same in some ways. Um, but I think there's such a stigma still about anxiety mm. um, and then depression and then, you know, other forms of mental illness, which I think is even a bigger barrier to kind of mm. confront and be, you know, it takes a lot of courage to actually put it out there because I think people still see it as, unfortunately, like a weakness or something that, you know, you should just be able to fix or mm. just be strong and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And yeah. those ideas are still so prevalent mm. out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's I guess that it's being accountable for your anxiety. It's like it has to be self-managed almost and, you, you know, mm. you don't want to kind of offload to to other people because you you know how they would either perceive you or you know whether they actually understand it yeah. or you know and it i mean it's not for them to take on board you know how you're feeling it's it's just for them to understand okay this person has identified that they or they feel anxious and you know what can we do to ease that anxiety is it you know mm -hmm. giving them you know extra I don't know, attention or is it, you know, mm. helping them identify what their capabilities or strengths are so that they draw on those things when they are feeling a bit low. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's what I, I'm kind of, you know, identifying in myself at, at the moment, yeah. Mm. The other thing that doesn't get talked about very much is trauma. We don't talk about trauma at all or very well, mm. I, I reckon. Um, and I'm thinking kind of personally, like throughout kind of experiencing my chronic illness, there's been times where just, just there's trauma around the, having to go through medical procedures, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and we know that anxiety is linked to trauma and things like that. So, you know, there's the concept of trauma and the impacts that has on the community is another thing that, you know, I don't think we talk about very well. Yeah, it, trauma is stored in the body. Yeah, and it, it can kind of bring up painful memories and it is stored in the body. So trauma and the anxiety is in, inextricably linked. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're very good friends. Very good um, friends. I feel like if we, I think if, if we talked about trauma in the community and people were able to understand it a bit better, you know, like they'd understand it can also be more generational as well. Yeah. So looking at kind of the experience of, Indigenous people, mm -hmm. for people to understand a little bit about what that ex what their experience is, sure. you know that stuff. So I think yeah, it's it's something that I think it's actually a really important conversation to have because I think, like I said before about anxiety, I think there's a lot of people who have experienced trauma that are battling alone really in mm -hmm. trying to manage the whole thing. Absolutely, and you know. Uh, I guess we're we're both in a 
I, I want to put it, this in inverted commas, lucky that we can identify mm-hmm. and reach out for support. Uh, but there are a lot of people in the community, as you said, that, mm-hmm. that don't uh, are not able to uh, firstly identify that they have anxiety and second, the support structure around them to ask for ongoing help, you mm-hmm. know, um, because it's it's not something that just, you know, you can just go, oh, yeah, quick fix after the doctor takes some, you know. I mean, in some cases it could, you know, mm-hmm. some people can be, uh, you know, have mood altering you know medications however if it's if it's something that's reoccurring uh you know having a solid support structure it it, you know would be Mm. invaluable yeah um have you ever have you kind of i know i have but have you kind of tried to suppress all that kind of stuff like anxiety and those feelings that come up Absolutely. I I think I am uh, well versed in the suppressing yeah. of the anxiety yeah. and how it's manifested is it rears its ugly head. The creature that growls all day long. Um, growls louder. Growls louder, yeah. screeches and, you know, almost mm. knocks me on my head, on my forehead saying, mm. look at me, pay me attention because, yeah, yeah it's... I'm gonna come and bite you harder on the butt. Yeah. I asked I asked that because um, I've kind of realised that I kind of have to make friends with anxiety in some ways, because I don't think it's gonna go away when you've got chronic illness mm. and when life is uncertain and your illness is uncertain around what's gonna happen. I think anxiety is gonna be around, and I also think that um, anxiety sometimes tries to tries to tell us something. Mm. You know, and I think like for me, trying to listen to that and not try and suppress it or fight it or mm. anything like that, I th- it's it's definitely something that is a work in progress and like it takes a lot of kind of thinking about for me, mm. um, because it, it it isn't it isn't kind of what you get told usually. You're just like I oh, suck it up, suppress it, what all, all these kind of stuff. But I think that's what's kind of worked for me is I'm just like acknowledging that it's going to be around and I just have to kind of manage it in some ways. Mm. Absolutely. I these are the kind of topics that would have been great uh learning in high school, you know, managing anxiety no, totally. as you know. I mean totally. it it seems like an odd totally topic, but you know, these are just stresses, everyday stresses. Obviously when you're in high school, you know, your stress levels probably aren't so much mm. as, you know, you know, compared to your thirties, forties, you know, if you have kids and a family, etc. But, you know, little life topics like that would have been a gem in high school. <laughs> yeah. And I think young people do a better job of talking about it than what adults do. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's more, I guess there's more, as a, a, a younger generation, I think there's a bit more online help these days mm. and it's a little bit more acceptable to talk about it. But with the ramifications of that, uh, we, we still know that these, it's largely unchecked, um, you know. Yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, there's fabulous things are like, are you okay date, which is fabulous wonderful Mm. um and it is talked about a lot in the media and all of that um but i guess it still for some people having those things Mm. will 
will almost be a stigma or like you don't want to face that you're in that group. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, it does totally. I think we're going to have to do a part two of this at some stage, (laughs) Maurice, (laughs) because I feel like I can talk about this for ages and I think it's actually a really important topic to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. We are... Anxiety won't be cut down to a half an hour show. <laughs> no, no. And I think, it, yeah, like like I kind of was saying before, it manifests in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, so, yeah, so we've, we've kind of run out of time tonight. Um, before we go, I just wanted to um, say that all of our shows are now available on podcast. Um, I got a burst of energy and did it all. So if you go to 3CR org.au um, you'll find all our shows there under the chronically chilled page um, you can follow us at twitter which is at chilled underscore 3cr so i also just wanted to say um, if tonight's conversation has brought up any feelings that you would like or need support for um, you can go to lifeline or call lifeline so their number is 131114 so 131114 Um, We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.